the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Are you looking to sell your app? Blue Throne has bought apps from over 100 developers from all over the world. These developers had a great exit, left financial stress, and moved on to their next big project. Get a free valuation of your app by going to bluethrone.io. That, once again, is bluethrone.io. Want to boost your mobile app's search visibility on Google Play and the iOS App Store? Well, you can find hundreds of the most relevant and popular keywords for your app in just one minute. And you can create effective metadata with ASO Mobile. Check them out at asomobile.net. What is Map Nation? It is TP Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to the fam. It is Fridays with App Masters, where we bring on a guest, and today we're going to talk all about how do you value your app business, whether you're trying to sell it, exit it, hopefully that's always on top of mind for you, or if you're in the market like I am, you're trying to buy some apps. And we're going to talk about it with my friend, Alan Waller from bluethrone.io. He, he was back in December before we hit the holiday break. And then it was one of the most viewed YouTube live streams that we have. So I recommend you go check it. I'm going to link it into the YouTube description as well. But Alan, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Thank you for having me awesome. again. Yeah. This, this is crazy. So last time we talked about how you really thought through, and there was some, some great nuggets in there. But how do you really think through potentially selling your app business? What are the factors? I love, the one thing that I loved, Alan, was when you said, if you are app purchases, it's like one night stand, you're doing subscriptions, it's more like a long-term marriage. I love yeah. how these analogies you had in there. So definitely recommend that. But today we want to switch it up a little, little bit and do a live autopsy of apps that Alan and them and we that I have been considering too. We look how we look at the numbers, how we think about potentially selling it. So whether you're in the business of buying or selling, I think this will be beneficial to both parties. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, I think that last time we like uh, we really talked about it, like zooming out and uh, talking yeah. about the, the seven things that we are looking at when we are evaluating apps uh, uh, to acquire. But this time I want to zoom in and go inside, like really live autopsy of a real uh, a true story of two apps and we will go into the numbers, everything, revenue, download, subscriptions, churn, everything. And at wow. the end of this session, you will know which one, which app is worth $1 million. And in fact, this is an app that we acquired for $1 million ourselves. So it is a true story wow. and uh, it will be exciting. It's going to be, always be beneficial because it was last time just as beneficial too. I want to say hi to a few people before I kick it off to you, Alan. Yeah. We got Noah in the house. What's happening, Noah? Son's name is Noah as well. It's a really cool name. Miguel, how's it going? Razzy. And then Adrian is here too. If you're here watching, put it into the chat and say hi as well. All right, good. Right, what's up, Joe? And then Romaine is here too. Let us know where you guys are from. All right, Alan, I'll kick it off to you. And I know you got something you want to share. You want to... Yeah, let me uh, try to share the presentation. I'm having then trouble sharing uh, my screen as well. So, yeah, window, like, okay, I recently switched computers, Alan. And I don't know if that's what's causing yeah. things to Can you see my screen, Steve? Yeah, here. Here we go, my friend. Yeah, can you see everything? Because I'm like in yes, play sir. mode in Keynote. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're good. Okay. So uh, welcome, guys. Happy to uh, rejoin uh, Steve after a great session, like in, what, what was it, two months ago, something like that? Yes, yes, sir. Um, and now we are going to like a live autopsy, and basically we are going to see how to value your app business. You know, Steve, app, app, is, app business is becoming more and more um, tough to handle and tough to understand what is really going on there. Because, you know, once you have the subscriptions part, and once you have some user acquisition activity, either Apple search ads or either some Facebook or Google or TikTok or whatever people are doing these days, everything become much more complex to understand how valuable is this asset. 
is it profitable? Is it dying? Is it worth really like a few years of multiplier? So this is what we are going to do now. We are going to go inside our Bluetron lab or the, 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 the place where we do the autopsy for the apps. We do this process every day through Monday to Thursday, okay? By analyzing apps and understanding really what is worth and how much and what is not worth so much. So we are going to see this. Um, Steve, when I'm changing slides, you can see it because- Yes, I like okay. this. So fancy. So, so guys, you are not in Netflix. We are now um, seeing uh, and thinking about evaluating app is like a crime scene investigation. And why? The on-scene evidence is the straightforward apps data like sales, downloads, the normal stuff. The hypothesis is the data explanation. The questioning is when we ask further clarifications from the analyst or from the developer. And the conviction is when we decide if an app is an imposter to six, seven, seven figures, or it really worth it. In other words, every app has its own story. A story that is built from a lot of moving parts, but the problem is, Steve, that sometimes it seems like the puzzle is missing some pieces. Have you ever um, encountered a situation where you don't understand something uh, in the business you want, uh, I don't know, to analyze or maybe to acquire some, I don't know, peaks and graphs or cuts or something that you really need to understand what is going on there? Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure, because it's complicated. It's not that simple to understand what is going on there. However, our mission stays the same. Constructing every piece of the crime scene puzzle and find out what is really happening fast. Mm. What we are going to do now is to take a look together on two apps. One is worth $1 million and the other worth much less. And that when I'm saying worth, this is a true case that an app that we purchased recently against another app that its number were quite similar, as you can, uh, as you will see in a few seconds. But the bottom line is a whole different story. So, Alan, yeah, just, just curious, are we gonna able to guess which one's worth? Yeah, one? exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I yeah. like it. This is yeah, continuing. This is a game, right. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. want to let you know that Rassi's said, great to see you again, Alan. Can't wait for the awesome presentation. And then James agrees. Same, Rassi. I really enjoyed the last time Alan was on. So you're a favorite, man. Crowd favorite. Awesome, this, guys. This, I love yeah. it. This is this is a good teaser, too. All right. Yeah, I, I, I want to see your faces at the end of this presentation. I, I'm sure that you will be shocked, guys. Um, I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how we are going to do it? You will wear the investigator's hat. And together with me, we will go over five evidence of these two suspects. And in every step, you'll vote which one is the $1 million app and which one is the imposter. This is, Steve, is the $1 million question, but it really, it really is, right? And so what do you think, guys? Are you ready to go into yeah, it? Yeah, are you guys ready? Let's do this. Are you guys ready? Leave in the comments. <laughs> a or b here we go Ooh. do we have to yeah. guess at the end or are we going to guess each step of the way yeah, yeah at the end at the end in every time okay. in every step in every evidence i will show you a new discovery and then okay. we will vote which app we think is the one million dollar app okay this is the game all right yimmy right. is ready and says so james let's go yeah all right alan okay okay uh, just to understand, uh, uh, the issue here is, you know, I heard it in a podcast of uh, some uh, VC named uh, CoVenture, their CEO. He said, the difficulty today is uh, giving a quote to a new asset class that no one knows how to value. You know, Steve, mm -hmm. how much is worth an Instagram account with one million followers? Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But in the app business, we are more, you know, close to the money because uh, these apps are making money. 
not just follow, not just uh, you know having followers stuff. And uh, so this is the uh, closest thing to an asset class that somebody needs to know how to value. And this is uh, what uh, Bluetron is doing. And we will see it now today. So we are ready to jump into the crime scene as the investigators together with me. And so let's go into evidence one. Last year's revenue. And this is the easiest, simplest way to get a first glimpse on the app's uh, financial data, right? So mm -hmm. App A is making a revenue of 567K, 567,000, and App B is making $488,000. And now it is time to vote for the first time which app you think is the $1 million app. Okay. But we need more information. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hold off. So yeah, you guys can vote A B. All right. But I'm gonna hold off because I need. I need a little bit more. You information. need more evidence. I, wanna, yeah. I need okay. more evidence right now. Yeah. I'm gonna hold my vote. But if you guys want to vote right now, A B. I know Rassi put B. It's because they just saw the blue. And then I know Jimmy <laughs> put blue right now. But all right, let's let's go to the next one. I'm, I'm writing all this down. Yeah. On. So so so, okay. so Steve, the numbers are pretty close, right? Like uh, less than right. 100k difference. So uh, it seems like a same level asset class, right? Okay, evidence two, source of traffic. Ooh, so like app A is 100% organically. As we see in the screen, in this case, we see 99.5% of the traffic is coming from App Store search. And I can tell you there is no Apple search ads campaign. As you probably know, uh, Apple is pretty smart there. When you launch an Apple search ads campaign, you will see it mixed together with App Store search. But in this case, it's all 99.5% organic. Okay, this is App A. App B is spending in the last year $16,000 on UA spent. They bought 17,000 units. And the screen that we are seeing here is the App Store um, uh, traffic source distribution. And we see here 88.5% of the traffic is coming from App Store search and the other percentage is coming from web and app refer. And they also have some traffic from Google, their Google Play Store, okay? But the thing is that this is an app that is spending $16,000 on UA, it is just 3% of the yearly revenue. So it's still, I don't know, it's okay. It's not okay, we will decide in a few seconds, but comparing the two, app A, 100% organic, app B is involving a user acquisition activity of 16,000, which is about three to 4% of their month, of their yearly revenue. This is time to vote, guys. Steve, All right. what do you think? we got some votes. All right, Alan. So I've got five, six, seven. If I took my notes right, in yearly revenues, five about five, six, six, seven. I think B was like four eighty-eight, a little bit less than yeah, five, four, if I remember four, correctly. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so right now, given the revenue number, not knowing what the monetization is, I actually like A better right okay. now. Because okay. I like the organic side. I know 100% is organic. It has more revenues than B, and B spend money on UA. Now, I feel like I can spend money on UA, but if they're already making that much money with all organic, then, heck, I can probably spend more on UA and make more money. So that's sort of my thought process. But let's go into the, some of the votes right now. You want to see them? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. there are some responses. Some, some guys are going to A or B. Yep. So, so I'm saying B, Jimmy's still going B. The I like Distorius is B. <laughs> just say I feel like B undiscovered upside from James. And then Joe still reserving Petro has B. Adrian's A is with me. B, who knows if A can actually Ram says who knows if A can actually acquire users effectively. We got like, no no no, I want to go back to A. James, I'm still okay, at B. Okay. All right, and then we got some A's, A's. Guys, so this is the $1 million dollars question. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks pretty split. 
some certainty. Yeah, we can split, but uh, you will lose half of your money. We'll see why <laughs> in a few seconds. Okay, guys, can we go? Can we move forward there, Steve? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So we are right, already in evidence three: real estate revenue distribution. App A is only in App Store, and by country distribution, we can see that more than fifty percent of the revenue is coming from UK. Okay, so this is App A again, only App Store. More than 50% is coming from the UK. And you know, Steve, yes. for UK, it ranked for specific keywords, right? And if it were, if it will uh, bring some revenue from other states, of course, it will bring more real estate in other countries. So this might be an advantage to be more globally. And we can see that AB is bringing value or revenue from both App Store and uh, Google Play in a ratio of 60 mm. to 40, okay? So basically something like uh, 284K from App Store in a year, 177K from Play Store in a year. So these are the numbers. And in every platform, in every store, as we see, the main revenue generator in Apple, uh, which is uh, like uh, US, is less than 50% of the revenue. And also in Google Play, Ireland is less than 50% of the revenue. Steve, what do you think? Is it good? Is it bad in general? Oh, you're saying that the US revenue is less than 50% yeah. in iOS. Okay. Yeah. And then Ireland, why did you pick out Ireland is less than 50%? It's just Ireland is the first one. You can see in the top uh, right corner. Oh, it's number one country, but number it's less than 50%. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's more distributed. Whereas the other one, it was heavily distributed in the UK, all yeah. organic, all iOS. This one is more distributed. Now, if I was a betting man, I'm still leaning towards A, but look, guys, I'm, I'm probably out a million dollars at the end of this. But I like, if I was a betting man and hedging my bets a little bit, I like that. And going back, Alan, I'm paid attention to our presentation. I listened back to our first yeah. one, but you said, Hey, I want to be diverse. I don't want to be just on one platform. So I'm, if I'm guessing on where you guys went through, I'm going to guess B, but I still personally like a, I want to know more about the app. I personally like a, still, but I'm biased, but I think I'm leaning towards B right now in terms yeah. of the game. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, uh let, let me summarize this issue because it's important. You know, guys, it's all about in the digital uh, space uh, and risk and with risk assessment. Uh, it is all about the uh, digital real estate, right? So if I am in two platforms in a lot of countries, it means that basically I'm duplicating the world in terms of real estate, right? So, uh, so if something happens in the U.S. of the App Store, okay, I'm still remaining with a lot of countries in the App Store and with a play store so i'm safer in so to say but if something is happening in the uk for app a which is only in app store then i might lose this asset okay and when we are talking in one million dollars it's not something to laugh about maybe to cry so um let's understand now with all these three evidence what do you think now app a is the one million dollars app or app b time to vote time to vote all right i want to say michael says this is so cool and i agree i'm literally taking notes as we speak so if you see me looking down i'm taking notes right here <laughs> as we speak but we captain michael says is better james says still be here it kind of agrees with me but i a based on the current data i'm gonna go b right now i'm gonna change my vote because of I remember what you told me last time. So I'm going to go B. Alan, B. My vote right now, right now. Okay. Okay. Let's move forward to the fourth evidence. We have just five in this scenario. So we are moving quite good. So apps complexity. Okay. Also, uh, two months ago, we talked about apps complexity. App A is API based. When I say API, it's not that. They are, uh, uh, you know, uh, they are just connecting to an API to get the content, basically, and they, they show it 
to the uh, end user. A B is content based, which means, you know, every month or every, uh, at least a quarter, you need to upload new content. The content is theirs, is unique. And you, when you buy the app, you buy, of course, also the rights for the content. Okay. So now we have app A and app B with this evidence number four. What do you think, guys? Which app is the right, $1 right. app? Alsmar says B. Petro says B is quite obvious. B for diversification. And then we got your brother, Adon, saying best brother in the world. Look at that. Showing some brotherly <laughs> love. <laughs> so like B right now. I'm going to keep my vote with B. Maybe you're selling it to me too, Alan, because you said, hey, if I get this, they have their own content then you also get that content as well. Petro says app A, and then James says B for the win. So, yeah, all right. The suspense yeah, okay. continues. We still have no, number five. So, so when we talk on apps complexity, yeah, our goal is basically to have the less complex app when we want to acquire something. However, you know, when you buy something with API that everyone else can duplicate and copy in uh, like less than a few days, uh, then you are risking yourself. However, when you have a content-based app, it's true that you need to upload some content and do some stuff, but you have something like something kind of like uh, modes around your uh, business because this is content that people spend like years to create and then you just, you, you get this uh, content and you can use it. Of course, that you need mm -hmm. to put some more content and this is the less fun stuff. So let's go to the fifth avenue. And I think that after this evidence, I hope we will all know the correct answer, which one, which app is the $1 million app and which one is an imposter. Let's see. I don't know. Okay. So new money or new revenue versus old revenue growth. So when I'm going, you know, Steve, if I'm going to the analytics, I can see, okay, how much money this app made in the last year, right? Mm -hmm. And the numbers are quite close for 560 something and 488, right? Less than 100K. But if you go and check the activation, the new subscribers, okay, mm -hmm. that the app is gaining throughout the year, then you're starting to see a concerning thing in this case in app a and guys this is a true story okay it's not it's not invented or something this is two screenshots and uh, the insights are these only five percent of the money the app is gaining is from new money which means wow. all the app is relying on is old money okay so basically if i go to buy this app i'm expecting to get all the old money which is kind of like unlocked in the app because there are subscription and churn and we can calculate it but there is there will be no growth because the churn is faster than the new subscribers that uh, are arriving to the app does that make sense Steve? yeah absolutely so, so what you're buying here what you're buying here, you're buying old money, you're switching money for money, you're buying 5% right. new money. What you're buying here? Maybe in an app, content? I don't know. Good question yeah. that we need to have some answers. Um, Abby, over 50% is coming from new money. So there is a wow. good distribution between new activations. When I say activations, I mean activations to paid, not to free trial. You cannot go to buy groceries with free trials. At least mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. But 50% of the money, of the revenue at the moment is coming from new subscribers, which means what? In the next year, what we can expect to get at least 50% of the new money. And now if the churn of old money, old revenue, all subscribers is lower then our ability to create new money or new activations or new subscriptions, then we are growing. We are not dying. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Steve, does that make sense? 
Absolutely. I mean, after you see this chart, you're just kind of like, I think there's a clear winner here. Okay. So before we are uh, uh, seeing who is the $1 million app and who is the imposter, you know, as an investigator in a crime scene, we put everything on the uh, board and then connecting the dots. Um, of course, that I, I guess and I hope that Evidence 5 uh, moved the needle to every, uh, everybody that uh, uh, maybe suspected that App A is the winner. So, final vote, maybe I'm wrong, so correct me. Who's the $1 million app and who's the dying app, guys? All right, final vote, guys. Put it in. We will give you some time to put it in. But here we got some people voting right now. So maybe I can put another says, evidence in the, the future. So be maybe. aware, guys. All right. So James says 100% B is the choice to make. We do think that a lot of people are saying that A is a rough business. We got Miguel. A, all right. A sounds alarming now, but A could have better retention. Maybe B is a more reliable stream. I think old versus new money also depends on marketing. Interesting. A lot of people are putting V, B, 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 B. Now, no choice. B seems like a clear choice. It's like yeah. a lot of Bs. A lot of Bs right now. Okay. So, okay. A lot of Bs. Okay. So we started like, a, what was it? Like half-half or something like that? Half-half. And then more people moved toward B. So as you suspected, uh, according to the evidence, number five, App A is dying, guys. If you will buy it, you will buy it basically based on last year's revenue, but you won't have this revenue in the next year unless you invest in marketing and stuff, in other evidence maybe that we will discover in the future. But when we are seeing an app that is that is keep losing subscribers and not gaining any new subscriptions, you know, it's a race to the, to, to the bottom, right? So this is app A, this is what happens. And to be honest, Steve, the seller, he looks back. He looks back at the 500,000 and he's quite sure he will do it again in the next year, okay? Yeah, so he's evaluating his app around the $1 million mark, cap, right? Mm -hmm. B instead is a really good business to invest in it is stable i can tell you that even uh, uh, its uh, subscription subscribers are growing slowly slowly so without a lot of user acquisition activity this app is making almost half a million dollars which means that once we will invest in user acquisition and in so in some more you know marketing stuff conversion stuff like that uh, that maybe we'll talk in the future then we are expecting to see great results the seller himself is going home with one million dollars and then he can go and move wow. forward to his next project which wow. is great and exciting also for us also for him a great win-win situation uh, and as somebody said there, Steve, there are additional evidence, basically. We are not just looking at these five evidence. As I said, I every app has its own story. Sometimes something it, sometimes it is similar to something that we already see. But uh, let's move on this like, uh, quickly. UI opportunity. When I say UI opportunity, basically, we have two things that we are looking at. One is the cost per acquisition, right? So if the seller spends some money on user acquisition, either Apple search ads or either Facebook or either whatever, Google, TikTok, we can already see the CPA. So this is one side of the equation, right? At the other side, we are calculating the lifetime value of a user. When I say a user, I mean per country, per store, and even per keyword. Okay, if you are measuring keyword attribution using ASA campaigns. So basically, we already know what is in the right side of the equation, the lifetime value, and we know how much will cost us to acquire new users. The gap is the growth UA potential. The bigger the, the gap, 
the bigger the opportunity to invest a lot of money. Of course, there are some complications with this. Let's say I'm spending now and I'm acquiring user for $1. And after a year, because of the subscription, I'm getting back, I don't know, let's say $3, right? Mm -hmm. I still need to wait this whole year to get my uh, uh, two, uh, one or $2 of uh, profit, right? So when you choose the subscription, it's also a question of, of course, of the conversion rate of the subscription, but also when you will get back your money so you can reinvest it, or either you are you know, uh, uh, well-funded so you can keep spending and enjoying maybe in one year and waiting for the revenue only then. So this is your opportunity, niche risks and threats. You know, there are uh, still some apps that are using hacking things or maybe uh, gray hats like incentivized, motiv motivated downloads, or even, you know, scraping data uh, videos from YouTube and then show you uh, these videos without ads. These are the niches that we are not going into because there are a lot of risk and threats. The platform can come one day and then and just shut you off and they have all the motivation to do so, right? Yeah. Keywords real estate, I talked about it a little bit. As we saw, what happened, Steve, to the, um, to App A was basically, it was ranked first for a very good keyword in the UK. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Once it lost its ranking, it lost everything. Mm. So this is why real estate in the digital space is the king. The more countries you are ranked for, the more stores, in this case, App Store and Google Play, you are ranked for. You basically duplicate your real estate and now you are more, you know, you, you, you can get hit by something and you will, will not uh, be destroyed. And from the other side, you can take more real estate in more countries, in both stores, and now you can be even greater than you are today. So this is about the keywords real estate. Uh, so every app that we are analyzing, we are just mapping all the real estate that is taking around the world throughout the stores. And then we are understanding, okay, this app, you know, this is a safe bet. This is a very good investment because it's not relying just on one country, on one keyword, which is super risky. And this is exactly what happened to this app. Retention, somebody said uh, from the cloud, retention. Um, retention is a good sign of a product market fit app. Uh, basically, it means that, you know, user, users love to use the app. So you can easily invest in the traffic to get more people into it. But you need to take care, of course, of the conversion rate. Again, uh, I... I I don't know so many people that, uh, you know, can, can live only from uh, retention. Uh, you need to find ways to monetize it. And if you don't have uh, in an app that we want to acquire, you know, it, ca it, ca it is possible to do. But, you know, we are looking for the, the quick wins or the uh, big growth opportunities that we as a startup can invest in and uh, uh, grow it really, really quickly uh, and to bring this app to millions of eyeballs, okay? So this is retention, recent trends, of course, the recent trends, as we saw the uh, subscription, uh, how this app is losing subscribers and not getting any new ones. So recent trends is quite good, a good indicator to understand. Market size is important, Steve. Market size, basically, if you see that the app is already taking a great market share, a good market share, let's say like 40% in the US, and you see that the whole market is not so big, okay? It's not like 70 or $100 million in a year throughout the market, I mean, all the stores, and we are taking this data from uh, public sources like, like uh, Sensor Tower or Mobile Action, uh, these tools. So we understand where is the app, where the app is positioned and how much market share is currently taking and if there is a room to grow. If there is no room to grow, either because the market is so small, so, you know, it, it doesn't worth our time, or 
the app is already taking great market share and you know being and monetize it quite well so if we can't add a great value to the app again it is not for us probably then we have the yeah, AI prediction yeah question before you move to AI prediction the market yeah. size are you looking at other comparable competitive apps how much are they making so that you can exactly, get a sense exactly of the market size. Looking, is that what yeah we are looking first uh, on the direct competitors direct competitors right. are pretty in the same level we are not let's say if we are talking about meditation we are not comparing the app to calm or to uh, the other one the other famous one because these are you know a huge companies by themselves. We are comparing to the direct competitors, which means they have pretty much the same download, pretty much maybe revenue something, and the RPD, which is revenue per download, is pretty similar. So we are taking the direct competitors. They are probably gonna be shown in the same keywords that we are ranked for, you know, in the upper position or in the lower position. So this is how we can lay, like take thirty best direct competitors and then put them against our app and understand where we are at at the market and we measure of course how much revenue with this i don't know um country and uh, uh, this this app is already taking and then we can understand the situation does that make sense like absolutely yep yeah and then we have the ai prediction basically i can tell you that app a is predicted to make one Hundred thousand twenty two K in the next year, considering mm -hmm. the um, subscription subscribers lost and the only five percent of new subscribers gain. So basically, if you were to spend one million dollars, you're going to recoup maybe 10 percent and uh, maybe even less. OK, so this is not a good investment, probably. Of course, uh, the next thing after we are running the prediction, we are looking at the app age. More than 12 months means, you know, that we have enough data to understand what is going on, what is going on throughout the year. Maybe there are some trends that we need to be aware of, yeah, summer, winter, stuff like that. And maybe, you know, we can see 12 months, so we understand everything uh, that might happen in the next year. And then of course the off offer conversion. What is the co conversion rate from downloads to buyers? Of course there is in the middle the free trial if it's a subscription app uh, that has a free trial offer. But we measure this uh, a, a conversion rate to understand first the app monetization strength. Again, we can compare to the direct competitors so we can understand pretty much uh, what is going on there. And first and second, we need to understand who is the avatar? Who is the avatar, the, the, the user that downloading the app? Is he willing to pay or, you know, or it will be much more difficult for him to, you know, pay for subscription or even for, for in a purchase in the app. So we measure everything and some more metrics that we are looking at to see and to gather all the evidence all together and then we can understand if the app is a good investment or it is not. Um, Steve, I will just finish here, okay? So yeah. if somebody is uh, interested in uh, selling uh, his app, we have the law of the 5K. You're probably- I, I was gonna say that, I remember that. I was gonna yeah. say that, but okay, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so 5K means that uh, this the app um, is making at least five thousand dollars per month, and it has at least five thousand downloads per month. So, if somebody will come and uh, his app is making only four thousand, it doesn't mean that it will not fit. But basically, this is a kind of like a benchmark that uh, the, throughout time we understood that if an app is crossing the five k benchmark, five thousand dollars per month, okay, it means that it has a good potential to become a very a king a niche uh, of course with the all evidence uh, uh, in mind and five thousand dollars again it is attraction you can go tomorrow and buy user acquisition with five thousand dollars downloads this is not what i mean okay uh, uh, we are looking for a good you know ratio between organic and paid acquisition 
basically like 70 30 is the uh, is the maximum more like 80 to 20 toward the organic because we know that uh, uh, we can do some great stuff with acquiring users so this is our threshold but i also saw steve apps that are 100 percent user acquisition and still they are you know for every buck they are investing they are making like 1.4 in a a few months from now so this is a kind of lack of money machine this is also something that might be interesting uh, but it will probably make more than 5k per month so if you guys are interested to uh, get some free app evaluation we have a tool a great tool already um, we have some uh, a great list that uh, came from the last show uh, steve and uh, i need to check what about the deals but i will keep you updated but basically right. this tool you know is a quick win for the uh, developer to understand how much is his app currently worth but if somebody wants to really uh, get us working into the evidence part and to understand every inch of his business uh, because he is considering to sell his app so he can reach us out and then by email or by everything we have whatsapp we have telegram we have everything and then we can check it out and if it fits it's a win-win deal i love it the website if you guys are interested in learning more is bluethrone.io bluethrone.io it is linked up into the show notes as well so go check it out right here and then here is how you can figure out your fee app valuation as well you can yeah. Click on that link and yeah, yeah. start this tool right here. Cool. Um, I want to get into some of the questions. So the back to your slide a little bit when yeah. you were kind of showing the offer conversion rate. What is a good conversion rate we could go after? And so sometimes we talk about trial conversion, but for some, you were talking about like subscription, right? Like people who actually end up paying you. So what is that conversion rate that you want, you are hoping to see? Yeah, so, so so it's the fair between niche to niche. Uh, so let's say if you are in a niche of, let's say, I don't know, some QR codes, stuff like, you know, gray stuff. So you cannot expect a lot of people, you know, to 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 uh, uh, pay a subscription fee uh, for, a, for something that they already have in their built-in iPhone, right? With the latest uh, versions, right? So it, it really depends. But basically, we, we see that a good conversion rate from free from once their people are in free trial to a paid ones is more than 30%. Okay. I mean, they already started free trial and now they are right. converting to paid is more than 30% is pretty good number that we can see. And if we are looking like zooming out for a conversion rate from installed directly to uh, um, subscribers, a good number will be like more than 7% is already something that we can scale with, okay, with user acquisition, because this is something that uh, might be fit as like a, a, a good money machine at the end of the day. Um, but you know, it depends because if the cost per acquisition for say is really, really high, okay, then we know to acquire user will be high and then the LTV maybe will not make sense. And even if the conversion rate is good, again, what about the LTV? What about the lifetime value of the customer? Is it good? Is it bad? If I will invest $1, what should I expect? How much to gain? Even if the conversion rate is 10%, I don't know, for some offer. So Got it. it's really games, a game of uh, evidence in this presentation, but basically uh, of uh, numbers, facts, and data that we are gathering all together and then we understand the unit economy of this asset so we can evaluate it and probably um, give a nice amount of exit to the developer. So when you said 7%, that is... 7% is already something good. Yeah, yeah. Something good. The people who pay, the subscribers? Yeah, yeah. Over downloads? Falls to subscribers, yeah. Okay, got it. 7%. Cool. I love it. All right, we got some questions for you. Can you clarify on API base versus content base. Yeah. I don't see how anything is mutually exclusive. Yeah. You, can you see my uh, presentation, Steve? Yes. Yeah, so so API base, basically, you know, there are a lot of APIs 
that are giving you the data already. So all you need to do is to connect the face of the app, okay? And we had some app of it, of, of like this, that uh, uh, we saw that uh, basically it took our great developer less than, I think, 48 hours, two days. It is not that he walked throughout the days, but in his uh, working hours, and he made and replicate an app, basically, that is using some API. Of course, paid API, but still API. So you, you don't have modes around your business. It is not bad. Maybe it's even good to start with some solution of API. And then if the app catches some traction, then maybe invest in your own content if you need or invest some in more features or something to have some more uh, uh, diversity, maybe a, a unique selling proposition, USP to the end user. Uh, but if the app is standing alone, even if it's making $500,000, as we saw today, but still it relies only on API, somebody can come tomorrow, duplicate what I'm doing basically, and then, you know, maybe, you know, outrank me from my only keyword in the UK. This is what happened here. I love it. Okay. The other thing I want to move on to is Josh says, so basically you want to invest in something on the way up, not the way down or even stagnant. But what do you think if the subscriber count is holding steady, meaning maybe the new revenue is not coming in, but the old revenue is the churn is not as high. What do you feel about that? I think that's what Josh is trying to get. Yes. So basically the churn, uh, as we see it, like uh, when we are going to look at the 12 type cycle, and maybe even more. And we can see that the um, subscription retention is more than 90%. So you get what I say? So if we are looking at the subscription cycles, of course, the first renewal is, a, is the big drop. Basically, it drops from 100% that activated the subscription, maybe to 70, even to 50, maybe to 40%. So you already lost 60%, right? And then for the second renewal, there is another drop. But then if you can measure the third against the fourth, against the fifth, and you calculate the ratio, the percentage of the churn, it's about 94% if you're comparing one cycle to the next one. So basically you can enjoy like a big LDV uh, uh, throughout the, if, if it's the cycles are months or throughout the months. Uh, the weeks, the weeks. So people maybe forget, or I don't know if they're using this app. Um, so you cannot rely on old revenue money. Okay. You cannot rely on it because the app will eventually die. This is what happened exactly here. You need to get to get to have a good stability between new blood that is coming to your uh, throughout your pipes and old blood okay of course you need then to optimize and see okay so if i'm losing most of my subscribers at the second renewal i need to understand why exactly and maybe to uh, automate a push notification for them to okay retain few percentage of course that you need to understand why it is happening but you cannot rely on old money this is what i'm All trying right. to say let's see if we can go quickly through this Alan, you, we always go along. People love your stuff. And so let's see if we can go quickly through this with short answers. Josh Adams says, how many years did the buyer make their investment back? Maybe I missed it. For websites, typically the value is based on your average year revenue times three. So I think he's trying to say the the multiple. Yeah. I think that's what you're asking, Josh. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So what is the multiplier, basically? This is the question. Yeah, I think that's what he's at. What do you think? Yeah, so again, we, we are looking on all the evidence that we have, and then we understand the growth potential. So basically, a good uh, a multiplier will be like something like uh, two to three years. This means that the app is really uh, making, is doing something good. But, you know, if you have only data of one year, it's something. But if the app is already running six years, and you can see the growth or even the stability, throughout the years and you understand where are the opportunities there to make a better conversion rate, to acquire more users, to, you know, maybe using, uh, I don't know, uh, TikTok followers to increase your revenue. 
So you know, your um, evaluation can go up significantly. So uh, this is like a two to three years is pretty good uh, multiplier already. But if the app has really good evidence with, from every angle, then we can go even farther. How many months of 5K? That 5K, how many months do you want to see typically? At least 12 months. Yeah. Okay. What about 5,000 daily active users? Depends. <laughs> okay. I like it. We, we will, uh, you know, we will uh, uh, connect to the, all the analytics machines and an analyst will uh, give us the reports and then we will see. So it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, like a uh, basic rule, but if somebody has an amazing app that stands for uh, with a lot of other evidences, so it might make sense to go to this process. And what about user retention, RASI apps? For instance, many users are downloading the app, but rarely open the app again. Does that hurt? This is, a bad, this is a bad sign, but depends what they are doing through their first opening, right? They are converting, they are not converting, and maybe we understand why they are not coming back. You know, not for every app, you need to ask yourself, there is a great book. I think uh, the author name is Nireyal, Hooked, okay? Yeah. So he's speaking about a, a good uh, a retention rate. He's basically saying a great thing. He's saying you, you should think about your app and about the average user. How much, how many times you think he will use this app? So let's say if it is a QR code app, okay? So it's kind of like a painkiller app, right? You need to, to, do, to generate QR or you need to scan a QR and you're not familiar that the app already, uh, iPhone already uh, has this feature built in. So you are going to download and you scan the QR and then you don't need it. So it makes sense that people are using it only once, right? But if it is a meditation app, so let's say a good estimation will be to use it, uh, Steve, once a month, once a week, maybe meditation, right. once a week, maybe uh, on Friday or something before the weekend. So now you need to understand um, if a user will use it once a week, you need to retain at least 5% of the users in this period for a long time. I mean, you need to see that your weekly active users is keeping at least 5% of the downloads, okay? If it is less than 5%, this is the rule uh, of Nireal, it means that you have something broken in the uh, product itself. If it's more than 5%, it's pretty good. It, it can grow. Okay. So this is a good indication. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization, get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.